Welcome to Madison City Channel's Know Your Candidates interviews, co-sponsored by the League of Women Voters of Dane County. I'm your moderator, Michael Rosenberg, and I would like to introduce you to the candidates for Madison Common Council District 18, Peng Her and Rebecca Kemble. You will each have three minutes to give an opening statement, which answers the following question. What educational, vocational, or civic experience do you have which qualifies you for the office and why are you running for Madison Common Council? We'll start with you, Pat. Sure. Well, thank you, and thank you for having me tonight. So my name is Banger, and I came to the United States in 1976 as a refugee from Laos. The Hmong had fought on the side of the United States, so we were persecuted in Laos, so we came to America with really nothing but the clothes on our back. But the real, the will to really work hard and, and make it here in America. I was taught English by the janitor's wife, in the janitor's closet. Uh, I worked my way through college, working at Palo Windows, working next to parents, uh, providing for family, and that's where I learned the value of hard work. Um, I then started my own business, Taste of Asia, uh, here in Madison, um, working and providing a service to the community. Um, and then I began to volunteer um, on grassroots uh, nonprofits, focusing on local and neighborhood issues, such as the Northside Planning Council, um, uh, being president of my neighborhood association, uh, really working with residents and neighbors to uh, find solutions to challenges in the neighborhood. Uh, that's my story, and every one of us have a story. The North Side has a story, and I want to be able to tell that story. And that's why I decided to run for Alder. I also sit on the city's economic development committee, making sure we have uh, jobs here in Madison and businesses. I was a former human services board member advocating for seniors, uh, those with disabilities, and families. The north side is a great place to live. We need an alder that could really be a voice for the little guy. And when you're five foot two, you're always going to be the little guy. So I'm going to be a strong advocate for the little guy, making sure that the north side has a story that we could tell and make sure that everyone knows what where that great assets and great place living on the north side is. So that's why I'm decided to run for mayor to make sure that our story on the north side is being told. Thank you, Rebecca. Thank you. Um, Thanks for having me. My name is Rebecca Kemble, and um, my educational background is I moved to Madison in 1990 to pursue a Ph.D. in anthropology and African studies. Um, I received my master's and the Ph.D. Um, without the dissertation. I worked for three years at the UW College of Letters and Sciences as a policy dean where I got to engage with students in their real-life issues and help them negotiate the policy environment um, of the university and, and actually help to create policy changes that um, made the college a better, uh, more welcoming place for students. Um, I had a career change about 12 years ago when I realized um, I didn't want to uproot my children again. We had lived in Kenya where my, um, my late husband was from there and we raised our children in Kenya as I was doing my research. We moved back to Madison, and then um, I decided um, I didn't want to um, uproot my children. I was committed to my neighborhood and the Madison community. Um, so I started, and I became very concerned about income inequality, the ecological crises, and worried that we weren't um, 
doing enough to really address um, in a very practical way those issues in our community. Um, I started working at Union Cab, which is a worker cooperative, got really involved with the national and international worker cooperative movement. I currently sit on um, several boards um, where we are engaged in building uh, strong local businesses at the local level that are worker-owned. Um, throughout uh, the last 12 years, I've also been involved in the Dane County Time Bank. I've served as president of the board of the Dane County Time Bank um, at a time when the Time Bank was pioneering uh, restorative justice programs in the schools, um, the youth courts. Um, since then, those programs are expanded uh, throughout um, the, for um, adults, young adults um, the, in the Southside Community Courts. So these are ways to help um, kids and young adults stay out of the criminal justice pro uh, system if their issues are just, you know, they need some community support, community connections. Um, so I've also been involved with um, helping keep our North Side schools open um, and organize parents and neighbors to uh, promote um, quality education for all our kids. Thank you. Each will now have two minutes to answer the following questions, and I will alternate who will begin with each. Question one, we'll start with you, Rebecca. And that is, what one issue involving your district residents do you want to be a particular advocate for, and what will you propose as a solution or solutions? Well, one issue that our district residents have an issue with is um, where our district is on the edge of the city, where literally we're surrounded by water on two sides and the town of Westport on the other, and the public transportation system doesn't serve us very well, yet we have a high population of residents that require that, that the public transportation system serve us very well. So <clears throat> I would like to help um, in the transit master planning process really think of new ideas of how to partner with um, other transportation companies. So use, use the bus system um, as a sort of a trunk system and then partner with cab companies, other transit uh, systems to make um, transportation more accessible for folks in our neighborhood. Um, I would also promote the extension of the bus rapid transit programs to the north side. Currently, that's not one of the priorities, but our neighborhood is a neighborhood that really needs it the most. We have a lot of people who, um, who work in the hospitals. They work at the university. They work downtown. At, uh, in the service sector, um, they have to get to their jobs real early in the morning, and currently the, the bus system isn't really serving their needs. Um, there's another issue in our district, which is um, bus, bus shelters. There's, I think, only one or two actual bus shelters in our whole district. Um, and for folks, when it's cold and raining out, it's, it's a problem for them, so I would advocate for more bus shelters. Thank you. Peng? 
as I do doors and I talk to residents, they share with me the concern about some of the empty storefronts in the Northside Town Center. And so one of the things I really want to work on is how do we attract more businesses to the Northside uh, Town Center. One of the things I really want to do is create this uh, food empowerment zone because we have some great assets and some great strengths on the Northside, such as the Feed Kitchen, um, Troy Gardens, Ale Asylum, and the Seed, uh, Lacrosse Seed Company. And so how do we uh, support some of those uh, food-related uh, businesses up there? And so... Working with the city and, and using some of the facade grants, how do we improve the North Side Town Center? How do we work with uh, minority-owned businesses, uh, working with um, the, some of the tools that the city have to uh, uh, provide some small loans, small cap loans for them, as well as how do we go after some federal dollars? Uh, there's uh, federal dollars for apartment zones. Uh, historically, they give out $5.6 billion to communities just like ours to help businesses expand and to attract small businesses. And so how do we tap into some of the federal dollars, too? And so those are some of the things I really want to focus in on on as as I talk to residents. The other one they share with me is uh, safe neighborhoods and how do we make sure that we have uh, community policing that has been a uh, a really good policy that we use here in the the city. And so uh, we're losing one community police officer, so I want to make sure we uh, fund one more police officer to make sure that we have uh, Police, a neighborhood police officer that can really work in the community and get to know the neighborhood. And so, so those are some of the challenges that we face on the north side. I want to make sure I champion those for us. Thank you. And the next question, we'll start with you, Peng. Dane County Executive Joe Parisi has come out with specific measures to work on the intertwined issues of poverty and racial disparities. What do you see as the role for the city council on these issues, and what specific measures do you support to assist in that regard? Do you have other ideas for the city to deal with these problems? You know, today we marked the 50th anniversary of the march on Selma in in, um, in the fight for racial equality uh, 50 years ago. And here we are 50 years later still fighting for the same thing. So I I would like to say that in 50 years I won't be here again talking about racial inequalities. Um, I applaud Parisi and some of the efforts he wants to do um, in regards to uh, uh, racial equity here in Madison. Uh, you know, one of the things we could really start off with is how can we elect more communities of color to the city council? Currently we have two. And by electing more uh, communities of color to the council, it really gives us the opportunity to be more representative of the community that we serve and, and the community that we live here in Madison. And so I think it starts there. Uh, secondly, I think what we need to do is how do we stabilize some of these families that live here in Madison? And we do that by investing in job training programs that really helps uh, families get um, family-supporting wages here in Madison. How do we invest in early childhood education, too? Because the achievement gap doesn't start when they get to school. It starts way earlier than that. And so uh, investing in early childhood education is really important to make sure that our kids are um, going to school, starting school in kindergarten and pre-K at the same level as uh, their counterparts. And lastly, how do we get our elected officials to listen? Um, You know, as a person of color, uh, what we want is for folks to listen to and value some of our lived experiences that we have in Madison. Um, and so by listening to us, I think leaders can really uh, get to know some of the challenges we face. And by listening, I think we could close the achievement gap. We can close some of the poverty gaps we have. We could also decline the homelessness we have in Madison. And so if we listen to each other, we get to begin to hear each other more and work together more. And so that's what I want to do. Thank you. Rebecca? Thank you. Yes. Um, um Joe Parisi has he's come out with um, a whole list of policy initiatives to to deal with uh, racial disparities. Um, you know I think one of the great things he's doing is putting uh, 
putting resources into, you know, a simple, simple but doable thing like driver's license access and better access to driver's ed for kids of color in the schools. But um, poverty um, is highly racialized in our in this country and historically in our community, um, and we're not really going to address um, the racial disparities unless we really give families and people access to living wages. Um, one very specific reason that I'm running for the city council is to uh, promote the cooperative enterprise development initiative of the city. Um, I come from a background of worker cooperatives. I um, have expertise in helping people develop collective entrepreneurship, um, people who have um, barriers to, to formal employment sometimes, helping them create their own worker-owned businesses, um, and the city is putting uh, real resources into that, and I've got expertise to bring to that. Um, with the current political conditions in the state, um, this morning the state assembly just passed a right-to-work law, um, so it's going to be more and more difficult to helping getting families and getting people real living wage jobs, but I'm really committed to um, promoting a economic democracy and um, living wages for all. Thank you. And the next question will start with you. How are you preparing to be part of the council grappling with the ramifications for the city of the governor's budget proposals, assuming much of it will be passed by the state legislature? Well, first of all, I'm following the governor's budget proposals very, very carefully. I've covered the, uh, the actually the agency budget briefings, and it is grim. Um, cuts to family care, cuts to senior care, cuts to public education. Um, this is a, it's a budget of crisis and austerity that we at the community level, at the city and county level, have got to figure out new ways of how are we going to take care of each other and our, especially our most vulnerable people who are being targeted um, by these cuts, by this budget of austerity. Now, um, one thing that I have a proven track record in doing and that I want to promote is making sure is uh, partnering with folks in community who are doing um, Mutual aid type of activities, such as the Dane County Time Bank, where people are banding together and sharing their own resources um, to support each other with either home health care, trans medical transportation type of needs. We've got to bring that community in Madison into the policymaking arena so that <clears throat> the assets we have in Madison, which is a great, uh, amazing, civic-minded population, help um, draw on those assets because we can't count on grants anymore. We can't count on federal grants. We can't count on state grants. We can't count on this outside money to help us meet our needs. But we have a willing population, and especially in District 18, some of the best, uh, most active volunteers in the city live in our district, and we've got to build on our own capacity to take care of our needs. Thank you. Thank you. Yeah, you know, the, the, the stuff that's been happening lately has been really challenging for municipalities, and Madison is no, uh, no exception to that. One of the things I want to do is draw upon my experience as a business owner so to make sure we spend our money wisely and make sure that we really hold the line of property tax. That's a, a big burden for many residents on the north side as I talk to them. Secondly, how do we grow our uh, tax base? How do we make sure we have jobs that can really provide for families? And so I want to use my experience sitting on the Ed, uh, Economic, Economic Development Committee 
to really attract new businesses to Madison, as well as make sure we um, use our TIF financing to really uh, create opportunities for local hires, uh, jobs that pay a family-supporting wage, um, making sure that um, folks have the training they need to, to uh, get these jobs and to work and succeed in these jobs. Um, as a member of the Hmong Chamber of Commerce, I helped create a $250,000 revolving loan fund to really get uh, entrepreneurs the opportunity to start a business. Um, as a minority person, if you're new to America, you might not have that long um, credit history. And getting a loan, a traditional loan from a bank, is very challenging. And so I've been able to uh, help uh, minority business owners write business plans and put the financial statement together so they can uh, apply for some of these uh, revolving loan funds. So those are some of the things I want to see how we can uh, uh, increase our tax base here in, in Madison so that we're not reliant on um, funding from the state. Thank you. And we'll start the next question with you. The neighborhoods of your district are not in the areas where development issues are often focused. How do you prioritize developments such as Judge Doyle Square, the public market, and the Garver Feed Mill? And how do you see yourself representing your district in the discussion and votes on these developments? One of the things I've learned working in the community is that I don't have all the answers. But what I do know is we have some really smart and talented folks that live in our neighborhoods. And they're the ones who really know what's best for the neighborhood. Uh, know They know some of the solutions to those challenges. So what I like to do is I like to make sure I um, gather those folks together, convene them, and really listen to uh, some of the ideas they have and some of the challenges they have so we can work together to solve some of these problems. Um, you know, the north side for a long time haven't had a uh, – um, you know, we always felt that we we're like the orphan child of the, of the city. Um, a lot of focus is in downtown and other areas of, the, of Madison. And so that's where if we have a strong alder who's an advocate of the north side, can really tell the, north side, the story of the north side, we can then start um, having development and other things that come to the north side. Um, and so that's where I want to focus in. And as uh, we talk about uh, issues facing the downtown, like Judge Doyle Square, again, relying on um, – my community, the, the constituents that I serve, and getting their input so that I can make a, a good decision as it affects them as well as the downtown area. So for me, it's about listening to them and hearing what their concerns are and how do we work together to address some of those challenges. Thank you. Rebecca? Okay, thank you. Um, could you repeat the question? It was sure. kind of a complicated question. The neighborhoods of your district are not in the areas where development issues are often focused. How do you prioritize developments such as Judge Doyle Square, the public market, and the Garver Feed Mill? And how do you see yourself representing your district in the discussion and votes on these developments? Okay, thanks. So um, prioritizing uh, developments um, such as Judge Doyle Square and the public market, those are Judge Doyle Square, the parking structure, first of all, um, we've got a public We've got to finance our own, you know, public utilities, and that's really important. That if that is blighted, we really we we need to we need to um, redevelop that. The public market as well. That's something that citywide. Um, it's it's important to all of us. Um, so I'm in great support of that. And on the north side, we have a lot of food-based uh, businesses and potential for expansion of food-based businesses that could relate to that public market. On the whole, however, I would like to start introducing into the development conversation people-centered economic development. Um, 
Because to increase our tax base in the most stable way, what we need to do is to get people with more money in their pockets so they can spend it in the community, so they can buy houses and pay property taxes. That is the most stable way to increase our tax base to support our community. District 18 is a 99% people district. Um, we have 13 small business uh, stores in our district. And it, you're right that we don't get a lot of economic development pressure. In fact, you could argue there's negative development pressure. But I want to bring the focus on um, getting the people involved in economic development. And the Cooperative economic, uh, Enterprise Development Initiative is one part of that. Um, so I want to um, organize our neighbors to talk about what business ideas do you have, what skills do you have, what assets do you have, what are the, and what are the needs in our community, um, and help develop businesses, um, small businesses with people to start meeting those needs. So it's a win-win situation. More people are working, more community needs are, net, are met, and there's no um, pressure on the public budget for that. Thank you. And the next question, which one or two policy issues do you see yourself either having or gaining deeper knowledge about, and why will this focus be of benefit to your district's residents? Well, I would say this people-centered economic uh, development issue, again, um, and it will be a benefit to residents of my district because I want to drive the resources that are available to help people build their own um, collective entrepreneur uh, initiatives there. That is one thing. Um, Transportation um, is another issue. Um, I have, as a 15-year worker owner at Union Cab, um, I have an intimate knowledge of the public transit system, and I'm a player in the public transportation system, and I want to be part of developing new solutions to help our residents get better um, access to more affordable transportations uh, in the city. Thank you. Peng? Having served on the city's economic development committee, I think I have a pretty strong grasp of how to attract businesses and how to support some of the businesses here. And so I think uh, that's a strength that I have, and I would like to continue using that strength to serve our community on the north side as well as the city overall. Another area that I'm um, knowledgeable about is, um, you know, here in Manhattan, we have a pretty um, low vacancy rate for homes, 3% citywide and 2% in our district. And so there's a need for affordable housing. And so, you know, I want to make sure that we have this comprehensive uh, affordable housing plan that really um, doesn't just put all affordable housing in one district. It becomes a burden in that district. So how do we spread it across the city? How do we make sure that affordable housing also include a single occupancy for homeless individuals who um, uh, need a place to live, as well as families, so that uh, they have a place to live also? And veterans. Many of our veterans here are homeless, too. And so and make sure that affordable housing isn't on the outskirts of town where there is no or very little public transportation to get to and to access the services they may need. And so I have a lot of experience in that. I've um, made sure that uh, as the executive director, former executive director for the East Sisters Neighborhood Planning Council, I also worked with Truex when it was being remodeled and renovated to make sure that uh, residents there didn't get uh, displaced during the re renovation and make sure that uh, city contract had language in there that talked about uh, making sure it was local hires and hiring the residents to live in tracks to make sure they had jobs in doing this renovation. So I think my experience in uh, in leadership in that affordable housing is something that is going to be needed as our vacancy rate here in Madison is very low. Thank you. You now will each have one minute 
for a closing statement. We'll start with Rebecca. Thank you very much. Well, I am excited to be running for to represent District 18 on the Common Council. Um, I come from a background of having um, successfully organized District 18 residents and neighbors to um, defend our public schools and to um, bring um, school community gardens to our district. Um, I really want to bring more people-centered economic development to, uh, to not only our district, but to the whole discussion of economic development in Madison. Um, that is going to be, that is a foundational issue if we're going to attack these uh, racial disparities in all areas, is to get people working, get money in folks' pockets so they can take care of their, uh, their needs and their families' needs. Thank you. Thank you. Great. Well, thank you for having us. Um, you know, as a Hmong person um, getting elected to the city council, I would be able to bring my unique perspective, my diverse background, and some of my new ideas to the council. Um, as a business owner, I bring my experience uh, running a business and um, making sure I make wise decisions on using your money, as well as how do we hold the line on property taxes. Um, I've got a good working relationship with the majority of the alders and the mayor, so I could hit the ground running. And how do we get the alders together to work collectively to a pass and get things done on the council, unlike what we have at the Capitol where uh, it's very polarizing at the moment. Um, you know, and also as a father of three, um, I want to make sure that Madison is the best place for uh, for us to live, learn, work, and play, for not just me, but for all residents of Madison. And so that's why I'm running for alder. And so because we, we really do need an alder that can tell the story on the north side, um, one with the experience, leadership, and vision to really make and bring people together to work collectively to solve some of the challenges we face here in Madison. Um, I want to represent the community. I'm passionate about uh, serving the community. I love the north side. I love living there. My kids love the schools, Gompers and Blackhawk that attend. And so that's why I'm running for older, and I would be honored to have your vote on April 7th. Thank you, and thank both of you. Unfortunately, we are now out of time. Thank you all for joining us. I'd also like to thank the viewers for watching and remind everyone that Election Day is Tuesday, April 7th. Please vote. If you would like more information about voting procedures or obtaining a copy of the League's Candidates Answers publication, call the League office at 232-9447 or visit our website at lwvdanecounty.org. On behalf of Madison City Channel and the League of Women Voters of Dane County, I thank you for joining us and good luck to both of you. Thank you. Thank you.